Good morning, Anchorage, Alaska, the lower 48 and the rest of the world. This is Bruce Lindquist with this podcast, Wonderful Counselor. And it's been a couple of months since I've put out a podcast. I know the plan was I would put one out each month. You guys know life happens and life has been happening a lot. And for those of you who know what I mean by that, I really appreciate your prayers. I really appreciate the way that so many of you have stood by our family. Um, So the podcast really hasn't been um, high priority. Um, But as I've been praying about this and seeking God's face about this, um, this podcast needs to get out. And it needs to get out by the end of the year. So I'm going to be doing something a little differently. I'm going to um, be playing you a recording of a message that I did on the 21st of December. And that message I'm going to be preaching on in our local church um, this Sunday. It's already available online in case you're curious of, you know, what your podcaster uh, looks like. Um, It's a, um, there's a video on YouTube and it's uh, on Mountain Coast Vineyard Church in Anchorage, Alaska. So you can just put that in and you pull up the latest sermon and you'll get a chance to, uh, to see as well as hear. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, pod, uh, the, um, recording on now. I really believe, guys, that this is a message that you all need to hear and share with your churches. This is a message specifically for those people um, who are considering or who have left the faith. The title of the message is returning Jesus. This is Bruce Lindquist from Mountain Coast Vineyard Church, part of the Inner Healing, um, Healing the Heart Ministry team. We're here in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's my honor to bring you the message today. Now I have a disclaimer to make. This is not the message I wanted to share with you. Many of you, after experiencing the awe of Christ's birth, are now at the day after Christmas experiencing the, ah, it's over. I survived the gauntlet. See, I I wanted to give you a Norman Rockwell or a Thomas Kincaid message where you could have your cup of hot chocolate and put your toes up by the fire and think about your favorite Christmas memories and then just relax. The Lord, however, has a different message for you, for me to share, and I need to be obedient. And there's going to be some risks in sharing it because it's not a warm and toasty message. So one of the traditions we have in the Western world after Christmas is to return gifts. Now imagine someone looking at our tradition from a third world country going, boy, I'd like a gift. Um, I wouldn't return it. This, however, is not a critique on returning gifts. It's also not a, a critique on the socioeconomic differences of countries. Guys, the church is facing something that if we don't address, it's going to significantly impact us in ways that we can't even comprehend right now. See, many of us as Christians 
are waiting for the return of Christ. But there's becoming more and more people who are rejecting the gospel and Christians who are walking away from churches, walking away from their faith and treating Jesus like a gift that they're going to exchange at the local store because he wasn't the right size or he just didn't fit on a host of different reasons that we're going to actually take a look at today. See, there is this, I, I, I know the focus is on COVID and the pandemic, but there is a worse pandemic in our country and in the world. And that is a crisis of faith. According to Pew Research, in the in 1950s, 90% of Americans identified as Christians. It doesn't mean they were all Christians, but they identified as Christians. That was a big deal. In 2017, I'm sorry, in 2007, that number dropped to like 78%. And the most recent Pew studies that I've looked at have it around about 65% now. The number of people who are identifying as Christians in the United States is decreasing significantly. But not only that, but if you take a look at Europe, their numbers are a lot worse than ours. And their churches are becoming repurposed. In their secular society, their churches are becoming repurposed. So you have tourist attractions. You have churches that are restaurants. You have churches that are amusement parks. You have churches that are um, hotels. You're, you're, you're seeing in Europe churches going away and the secular world claiming them. Even in the United States, there are small churches that are closed. Guys, this should really concern you. It should concern every Christian. First of all, though, this is not a new concept. This is not a new thing. The numbers in the U.S. are certainly getting worse. But this isn't new. There's examples in Scripture which we're going to look at today, um, where people decided they weren't going to follow Jesus or rejected the message of the gospel. And there's a pretty consistent theme as I've reviewed each of those um, situations. So God has a plan and a response to address this. And we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We need to listen. Because, guys, I, I know, right, that the gates of hell can't prevail against the church. But the gates of hell can prevail against an arm or an eye. The church has got to unite with Christ as our head if we are going to have the impact that God intends us to have on this culture. Because right now, 
The culture is impacting the church. The church is not impacting the culture. And that's got to reverse. We'll start with God's answer to many of these reasons why people are leaving. I'll give you a hint. It happened Christmas. So we're going to look at John chapter 6. And I'm just going to summarize this a little bit for us. So many of you know the story. It's in all the Gospels. Jesus fed the 5,000. And then he went up to pray. Then he walked on the water and went over to the other side uh, of, the, of the sea. And the people were like going, where did Jesus go? And so they got in their little boats. They went across the sea of Galilee and they found Jesus. And their comment was really interesting. It's like, well, when did you get here? And this is what Jesus says to them. And it's in um, John 26. Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. So people wanted to follow Jesus because he fed them. He met a particular need that they had. They weren't really interested in Jesus. They were interested in what Jesus could do for them. And this is a theme that I have seen throughout all of these different reasons why people are leaving the faith. It's their priorities shifted. Instead of putting God first, they put themselves first. So when God doesn't meet their need, then they go ahead and say, well, maybe I'll go find someone else or something else. But how Christmas answers this is so important. God just wasn't, God just didn't give them a gift. God became the gift. He gave them himself, Emmanuel. They didn't understand this. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, if you're looking for God to meet some kind of need and he didn't meet it, and that's why you're walking away from the faith, you're missing the fact that God gave the greatest gift himself so he could be with you. What about the fact that maybe that you were hungry? Maybe you didn't get a particular need met in your life. And you're like, well, God, where are you? Well, that kind of falls on us as the body of Christ. That falls on the church. Yes, God can supernaturally drop manna from heaven. But God has called the body of Christ to meet people's needs. This is what the church is supposed to do. So if you're in a church and you're going hungry, there's something seriously wrong. Because the church's job is to provide for that need. Long before we gave over our authority to the government and let the government do everything, the church was doing it. And the church was relevant and the church was making a difference in the culture. This is really important, guys. And, you know, I talk to people and they're like going, well, you know, I'm just going to take that check that the government gives me and I'm just not going to go to work. Well, according to the book of Proverbs, if you don't work, you don't eat. Now, I understand because I've worked with people who have severe mental illness. 
Um, I work with people that, uh, I know plenty of people that have physical disabilities. They can't work. That's different. But if you're an able-bodied person and you can work and you're a Christian, don't take the check. Do you realize your mission field? Employers are begging for employees to come out and to work. Talk about influence the culture. Your mission field is in the job area. So if you're a Christian and you hear this and you're like, well, I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV. Get off your butt, go to work and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, meeting the need of the country. We have this incredible opportunity. The church can't slough off its responsibilities. God, we're the body, right? We're the hands, we're the feet of Christ. We are supposed to meet people's needs and meet them where they're at, as God's meet our needs. So that's the first one. If you're having a problem with God and you're in a church, that church needs to be reaching out to you. But you need to reach out to that church. And if you're unemployed and you don't want a job because the government's paying you money, go to work. Watch what a difference you'll make in people's lives. People are just begging for employees right now. What a mission-filled body of Christ we have. God has blessed us with that. The next one. So, as we're going through this passage in John chapter 6, we get down to verse 42. And they were saying, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he say now, I've come down from heaven? Number two. God did not meet their expectation. They were expecting something different. I was watching this program, and it was talking about, in one word, what is the difference between Christianity and Judaism? And that word is Jesus. The Jewish people look at Jesus as not the Messiah. And they're waiting for their Messiah. They missed it. They missed it because their expectations were different than God's expectations of what he was presenting to them. They missed it. And how many people miss Jesus because of their expectations? How many people reject Jesus because of their expectations? And I want to, I want to make this really clear. That if, if your expectations have not been met because as you look at Jesus and you go, no, not what I was expecting, then who you, who you want? And, and I'm, I'm calling out my brothers and sisters in Christ that are considering walking away from the faith. Who you want? Who you really want is not Jesus. You don't want to follow Jesus. You want Jesus to follow you. You want to be your own God. If your expectations are keeping you from embracing 
a relationship with Jesus Christ and following him, then your expectations are your God. Now, how does God respond in Christmas? Oh my gosh, guys, can you imagine? The angels, and they were just like going, God did what? God, you're going to do what? You, you did what? what? What happened here? God, the God that created you, the Jesus that holds all the atoms in place, and if he let go, everything would blow apart. That Jesus, that God, became a baby. And I know we say those words, and we're like going, well, Christ became a baby, and it becomes just kind of tradition and things you say. But have you let your mind hit that for a little bit and meditate on it? God, who is dependent on no one, became a seed in a woman, was born as a baby. I mean, how real can you get than that? I mean, I was I was driving my prayer jeep, and I was picturing Joseph, because, you know, Jesus was a boy, right? And Joseph's changing Jesus. You know, he's pulling back the straw or whatever, and what do boys have? Boys have... Um, Armament, right? They're, they, they're weaponized, right? So you're pulling back that straw and whoa! Almost got sprayed there. How real can you get? How closer to God can he get to mankind than being inside a woman as a and then being born in, as a baby and being dependent on a mother's milk. Oh, but God's, you know, not meeting our expectation. God became so close to us. I mean, how raw is that? How real is that? I mean, talk about skin to skin, DNA. You can't get closer to us than that. Christmas shatters the expectation. God gave us far more. So whatever expectation you're holding over God, go to Christmas. Because he blew the doors off. Any possible expectation we could have for God coming and being with us. It's not just a story. He's with us. Emmanuel. Now we go into John. And we read that. Jesus says some pretty hard words. Talks about eating flesh. And uh, drinking his blood. Still talking about the whole thing. About being the bread of life. And. He says, as a result of this, many disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Because it was too hard. If you aren't following Christ because it was too hard, then I got news for you. It's going to get harder. If you stop following Jesus because it's just too hard to follow Jesus, Read Matthew 24. When we talk about this idea that there's going to be birth pains. And they're going to increase. 
What are you going to do when those birth pains increase? Now I got a word. And this is going to upset some people. And I'm okay with that because we need to, we need to grow up in the church. All around the world, Christians are being persecuted. 90,000 die a year. 90,000. More have died in the last 10 years in the history of the church. Martyred for their faith. And you know what has disrupted churches in America and around the world? A freaking piece of cloth. A mask. A mask has separated people from coming to church or not going to church. And whatever way you go with this, I want you to hear me now. Pastors were put in a very hard place. Do you follow the mandates and dealing with a pandemic and risk people's lives and then see people in your congregation that have died? Or do you say, nope, don't wear a mask. Don't, don't, don't honor any of that stuff. And, you know, have your liberty in Christ. We're going to honor that. Pastors are put in an incredibly hard place. And how do we behave in the church? No matter what they would have decided to do, people would have left. We have to grow up in the church. We can't let a piece of cloth, whether it's on our mouth or not. What are we going to do when the persecution comes? It's time to grow up. And I know I've talked to my many brothers and sisters in Christ and saying, well, I didn't go to that particular church because they, they said we had to wear masks. And I wasn't going to wear a mask because I'm free. Well, you're actually not free. You're bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus. And if your definition of freedom causes you to not being in a church, there's a problem with that, guys. I, I, I understand that's not going to be well received. We can't let a piece of cloth separate us. What are we going to do when the real persecution comes? Oh my gosh. You got to get ready. And people are saying, well, you know, 2022 is going to be so much better. It's going to be great. Well, from a Christian standpoint, it will be great. We'll be closer to coming to know, coming to Christ and his return. But it's going to be hard. That's not to say God can't do any miraculous intervention. It's not saying the United States can't repent and turn and your, your can't repent. Your countries can't repent and turn to God and him heal them. But what we're seeing is just the opposite. We're seeing our countries turn from God. We have godless leaders. Our institutions are, are being run by people who don't believe in God. And we're being secularized to the church. And there is so much pressure to conform. And church, again, I'm going to say this, my brothers and sisters in Christ. The church isn't supposed to be woke. It's supposed to be awakened. And we're supposed to awake the culture. We have to be careful with not looking like the world. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. And that includes a lot of this new stuff that's been coming out about wokeness and 
identity and all of these things. The church needs to stand in who the church is, and that is the body of Christ. Now, there's a group of people that have been really hurt in church. And I understand when I was doing Healing the Heart Ministry, guys, I was really surprised how many people, how many people have been injured in the church. And that's a tough one. Because if somebody's representing God or says they're following God and you've been physically, emotionally, or sexually abused, that's hard. It's really traumatic. But the answer isn't to leave the church. And the answer isn't to blame God. We have to be careful, regardless of the pedigree, religious pedigree, of whoever who is leading a church, whoever is doing Sunday school, whoever is running the nursery, whoever the person is, that we don't make them. There's only one God man. That was Jesus. And we have a fallen world. And there's a lot of broken people in this world, including Christians. The answer is vulnerability. The answer is building trust. The answer is healing and forgiveness and working through these things and being willing to be that vulnerable and the church being a place where there can be that healing, where we can confess our sins one to one another and have healing like it says in James. I devoted my life to this type of a ministry because this church is really where we can have a huge impact, not only in the church and healing within our doors, but healing in that world out there because there's a lot of abused and hurt people and we have the answer. And if we're real and vulnerable, we can make a huge difference in that world. So this is a big piece of it, guys. I get why you would want to leave and leave God because you've been hurt. The answer is still the church. And the answer is still God's mercy and love and grace and healing power and the ability of restoration. I could be talking about this all all, the whole uh, message. I could be talking about this all my life. This is a reason why some people leave the church. But the answer isn't to run away. The answer is to come in and get healing. And get healing from people who are willing to go on that journey with you. And I'm one of them. And then there's just those that want to sin. Right? This is another example. I'm leaving Christ because I just want to sin. So we look at John 3. In John 3, verse 19, it says this. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. 
For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear his deeds will be exposed. There are people who've left the faith that just want to sin. They just want to live in darkness. And God's going to honor your choice. God will honor your choice. So I, the, the reality is, I mean, you can say, well, you know, I'm, I'm leaving the faith because all of them people, I'm like, it, it, is it really? Or is it because of your own sin and you just want to sin? That's a reason why some people will not continue to follow Christ. And then in Romans 1, 18 through 32, it talks about the fact that even though we're held, even though it says we're held without excuse, because creation says there's a God, we live in a system, guys, in this world that is trying to mold us into its image, the church included. Again, your schools, um, some churches, a lot of government, just about every major institution in the United States has been changed to reflect this anti-God mentality. And in schools, people are being, kids are being taught there isn't a God. You don't have a Bible in school anymore. There isn't a God. So what happens after generation and generation after this, right? You keep teaching kids there is no God? Well, let me give you an example of what can happen. So in communism, in Russia, what they did with the kids is they, they, they starved them. And then they said, pray to God for food. And God, and no food arrived. And they said, pray to the state. And they gave them all this food. The church is living in a time now where children and generations are being taught there isn't a God. And our very heritage in the United States is being uprooted and attempted to be destroyed generation by generation. There'll still be those that will not bow and need a bail. But you got to understand the world system is not is opposed to the church. And I said before, the church is supposed to be impacting the world, not the world system, the church. We got to be really careful with that. Because the world system, without God, what happens? Life isn't sacred. So massacre all these babies through abortion. Marriage isn't sacred. We'll take it apart, make it whatever we want it to be. Sex isn't sacred anymore. So let's pervert it in a zillion different ways. We don't know who we are anymore. So now we have all of these pronouns that people are trying to identify themselves by. Because they don't know really who they are because they have left taking God out of the equation. If God was the equation, they know who they were. Somebody would not identify as a toaster when you could identify as a child of God. But the problem is the parents of the kid who identifies himself as a toaster 
are looking for bread for him and a place to plug him in. We need to be speaking truth to a world that is really confused. And I understand what I've just said may have offended tons of people. But if you're offended at the truth, I am not going to apologize for offending you by it. The church has got to stand for the truth and not give in to the culture that wants to make the church like itself. And then the number one reason. Guys, the number one reason you should stay with Christ. I want to go back just for a moment to John when we were talking about um, people leaving, the disciples leaving, and Jesus looked at the disciples and said, where are you going to go? And he said, they said, we're not leaving because you have the words for eternal life. Guys, you're not going to find eternal life. You're not going to find life anyone else but Jesus. Where are you going to go? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go but to Christ. Now, back to the number one reason why I'm, I continue to follow Jesus. You guys ready? It's not any of these that I've named. The reason why I choose to still follow Jesus, remember we're talking about gifts and returning gifts? I've given Jesus a zillion different reasons to return me. And he didn't. And you've given Jesus a zillion reasons to return you. And he didn't. That's how much God loves you. He won't return you. His mercies are new every morning. It's not too late. It doesn't matter where you are right now at this moment. You can turn to Jesus. You can be forgiven. You can be healed. You can be restored. You can have your identity as a child of God, not a toaster. He loves us that much, guys. The number one reason why I don't walk away is because he loves me and hasn't given up on me. When I wanted to give up on myself, I don't know how many times in my life, God would not give up on me. He's faithful. And you may have walked away. You may have walked away from the faith. You may have walked away from church. But hear me now. God has not walked away from you. You have an opportunity to come back. You have an opportunity to repent and to come back. And you can say, well, I'm too far down. You're not. You can say, well, there's no way there is a way. 
God cannot give up on you. Think about that before you walk away. Think about that before you leave your church. Think about that before you consider, well, maybe I'll go out and, and do something else and follow maybe some of these reasons. God did not give up on you. And that baby, that baby in that manger, going back to Christmas, who let out a cry, would soon be in a garden. Saying, if this cup, this cup, if there's any way I can avoid this, Father, take it from me. And he said, not my will, but yours. It didn't stop him from going on a cross. He knew your life. He'd seen it from, from beginning to end. And he still went on a cross. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrates his love towards us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Guys, if you're thinking about leaving, consider God hasn't left you. And consider the price he paid to be in a relationship with you. Consider how much he loves you. It's the day after Christmas. What are you going to do with Jesus? Are you going to return him? Or are you going to worship him? Are you going to follow yourself? Are you going to surrender the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? He loves you so much he even gives you the choice. It's time for the church to come back. It's time for the church to be the church. And it's time for us all to be known for the love we have for one another. Love you guys. Let's pray. Father, thank you. I honor you and praise you and worship you today. I thank you that you love us. I thank you you don't give up on us. I thank you that you're our God. And Lord, I pray these people, our brothers and sisters in Christ, or these people who have not even ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, would receive you, would return, and that the church, once again, would be known as your body in making a difference in this world. Lord, I, I, I am so moved by what our pastor has said is the church is not in your community when they know you are missing. We need to be a church united, reaching out the gospel and love of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's the message. I pray that it ministered to your heart. And if you were thinking about leaving the faith, that this message helped to clarify all that God has done to be in a relationship with you.
And if you have left the faith and you've left your church, my prayer for you is that this message will touch your heart and God will use it to bring you back. Ultimately, this message is also for the church as a whole. The church cannot look like the world. The church needs to look like Jesus. So I thank everybody for your um, time tonight. And we're just before the new year here in just a few days. I bless you and thank you for giving me a hearing today. And uh, I'm excited to hear and get feedback on how this message has uh, impacted you. Also, I want to remind you to please send this message to everyone you know. Uh, The Lord gave me very specific instructions that this message is to go out to all the churches, to go out to everyone who is thinking of leaving the faith, um, or who has left the faith, or who thought that they're just too far down the road for redemption. Um, God's calling everyone back. So I encourage you to, um, to share the message. Amen.